Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's show, the lockout has begun. Rob Manfred pens a letter to fans, rosters, and MLB websites are scrubbed and only have historical stories and clips. And we have all the transactions the Yankees made before the lockout began. All on Locked On Yankees. You are Locked On Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked Out Yankees. We're locked out. <laughs> We're locked out of baseball. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, joined by Abby Mastraco. And yeah, the lockout has begun. And I woke up this morning. I went to I actually went to bed before the lockout officially began. So I didn't know some of the things that were going to happen. And then when I woke up and saw certain things, like I mentioned in the cold open, I was kind of shocked. Now, before we get into all that, let me tell you all how you can listen to us and watch us. You can listen, Apple, Google, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. There are so many podcasting platforms that there seems to be new ones every day, and we're on all of them. You can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees, and you can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. So I didn't realize that, I don't think anyone realized that when you go to the MLB sites, the rosters, like the pictures are gone. The guys' yeah. pictures are gone. That's um, kind of wild. It's really wild. They have historical uh, videos. Like when I went to the mobile site for the Yankees, it's like a Mickey Mantle clip, uh, Ron Guidry, Bobby Mercer, you know, like nothing new. And when you go there, you have the letter from Ma- Rob Manfred, which we'll talk about in a bit, a fact. <laughs> An FAQ about the lockout and why it's happening. And I just had no idea that any of this would be happening because the last lockout that sports fans went through was hockey, right? That was like yeah. 10 years ago. And I don't... Uh, no, it was 2012, 13. So... Oh, okay. So, cl- well, close because we're yeah. almost in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't really remember that much about that. But I don't remember. I think Someone said they did do sort of the same thing with the websites, with the scrubbing of stuff, but not everything. This just feels really strange to me. And um, there was some scrubbing of stuff, but I believe there was still like stats left because I remember having to look and I was finding stats just fine. Um, right. There were some issues with um, the team reporters who had were talking to players still and the teams and the leagues were like, you can't, you got to, we, we pay you, you're, you're on our side. You got to be on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, gosh, I'm trying to think. I wasn't super involved with that lockout. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of on the periphery. Yeah, it was really, it was interesting because, you know, I was lying in bed checking my phone like I normally do. And when I saw, it was one of the Pittsburgh beat writers talking about everything being scrubbed. So I checked the mobile site and just laughed. I laughed. And then the funny thing is on the mobile site, there's no option to share a link to Manfred's letter. There is on, if you go through Safari, there is, but if you're doing it through your MLB app. Why would you want to share it? (laughs) 
I know. <laughs> well, a good letter. <laughs> I know it's really not. Um, I just was trying to show people in case people didn't know and they were waking know, up and yeah, were I, like, what the hell happened to everything? So well, and it's just so like it, it for me as a reporter who has worked for team sites before. It's a little, it's, I, I would feel a little bit slighted and I, you know, I'm sure that all of the MLB advanced media reporters were given a heads up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got to play by some sort of weird gray area rules because they're not, maybe not gray area. I'm sure they're, you know, um, they get the rules told to them before it even happens because they are paid by the league's media entity, MLBAM, BAM, as we call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just felt, I felt bad for my friends who work really hard to create good content and like find good stories and do really good reporting. And now none of their stuff can be seen right now. And it's right. like, I have friends all over the league and like, you know, Brian Hoke with Yankees, yankees.com. He's a great writer. He, uh, maybe this is a good, go read Hoke's books, go buy Hoke's books. If you're looking yes. for some for some baseball content, but maybe this is a chance to find some other writers that maybe you didn't know of before and pick up a newspaper or, you know, subscribe to maybe the newspaper. If picking up a physical copy isn't, there's not a ton of content in that these days, but um, right. subscribe to your favorite newspaper. I don't work for them anymore, but, um, you know, I did and I'm just ultimately a stand for journalism. So please support, support the support the writers yeah even in the lockout yeah I just <laughs> There's still I, content <laughs> yeah I couldn't believe it I really just I I was like I had no idea that that was going to happen and, yeah. and part of me was thinking you know I did a freelance project with MLB I helped out with they have that quick question um series on YouTube yeah and I wrote the spring training script so you know it was like Yes, I was freelance, but I got paid by MLB. And part of me is like, should I be bad-mouthing them? <laughs> like, I feel like, uh-oh. I, <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't for, bad-mouth them. Well, I've written for MLB.com, and I and I don't have anything bad to say about the people that I've worked with. It's been a great Oh, experience. yeah, no, the people are great. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to bad-mouth the league too much, because at the end of the day, like we've talked about, we've all, we're all baseball fans. But at the same time, like, this letter is... Uh, it's yeah. not, it's not, optically, it's not good. It, no. Although, look, as somebody who has worked in PR before, he's got to, he's got to take the owner's side of this because he's the commissioner. Yeah. He has to take the owner's side of this. They're the ones who keep him employed. Yeah. yeah. But I, what, the part that bothered me was when he said that the players' suggestions would have made the game less competitive. And I, the players from from day one have said, we need to change the rules to encourage more teams to be competitive. Like Max Scherzer yesterday, his bottom line was incentivize teams to compete. So for Rob Manfred to say that all of their suggestions would have made made baseball less competitive, I sort of find that hard to believe. And I find that to be some spin, some PR spin, which we expect. Right. We we expect on both sides. Right. but I, I, it, that was the one part of the letter that really sort of bothered me because the players are fighting for the integrity of the game and the owners are fighting for money. Yeah. Yeah. And those are two very different things. They go hand in hand, but right. they're very different things. And to meet each of these 
goals that each of these parties have, you know, there's two, you can meet in the middle and it just seems like neither side wants to meet in the middle, probably because of money. Right. At the end of the day, that's what it's about is money. Um, They also explain on the site, uh, there's an explanation as to why they took everything down. And I thought that was interesting because I'm sure people who were going to the sites, if they were going to the sites today to see anything, they were probably like, what's happening here? So at least they explained everything, the people who work for MLB and why they had to take things down and why you're going to see historical stuff, which I'm not, you know, I I don't hate seeing historical stuff. I think that's kind of cool. But yeah, scrubbing the stats is something that's Uh, just... It just was so strange to me that they scrubbed the whole sites. I understand... Right now, when there's not a lot of content because they're locked out, yes, historical stuff is exactly the type of thing that it's great to run on a team league-specific site. Right. However, scrubbing the whole site, I I still just find that strange. Yeah. Yeah. There's got there's probably some legalities to it that I that are above my head. Um, you know, I I've worked in media for a long time. I understand that sometimes there are a very complex set of rules for these things. Um, but just taking the stats down, even yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure when the NHL locked out last time, we could we still had access to stats because I don't think I was looking on Hockey Reference for everything. Right. I mean, at least you know people have that. You have Baseball Reference. You have Fangraphs. You have yeah. Baseball Prospectus. You have different places you have to different look. Different places to look. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it's just really, <laughs> I thought I was going crazy. I was like, wait a minute, what is happening here? This is really yeah. strange. Um, before we get, now, I want to get really into Manfred's letter and kind of like, because I have it up, dissect I kind of want to dissect <laughs> it, almost like a fire Joe Morgan thing. But before we, well, not quite, but before we go into that, Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because football season, that's still happening, and they're continuing their march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON all one word, to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. By the way, if you have Spotify unwrapped and Locked on Yankees appears on it, Excuse me, there was a cat flying by me. Um, feel free to tweet at us the picture. I've had a couple people tweet Locked on Yankees in their top five, which is kind of cool. One person from Spain, which I was amazed about. So that's pretty cool. So yeah. I love Spain. Yeah. If you have Spotify unwrapped, tag us. Uh, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see our Twitter handles. If you're listening, Stay Scotts, S-T-A-C-E-G-O-T-S, because my full name is too long. And then Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, like Abbey Road. <laughs> Abby like the road. Yep. M-A-S-T-R-A-C-C-O. And obviously, tag locked on Yankees, all one word. So Manfred's letter. Yes, this was something. <laughs> I just... And I'm scrolling and scrolling. I'm like, wow, this is pretty long. Okay, it's pretty I'm kind extensive. Of- yeah, I, I, I think the key parts for me were, 
you know, they offered to establish a salary floor for the first time in baseball history, which, you know, I've said before, I'm a proponent of. Um, Me too. And, uh, you know, he's explaining why he felt it was, it was, the lockout was needed in order to jumpstart negotiations, although I, I don't know that it's jumpstarted anything. Right. Um, it's the owners locking the doors. It's not, it's not the players. Oh, speaking of that, Andrew McCutcheon posted um, a video of, I think it was a Jets player that couldn't get into somewhere, <laughs> either their training place or something. And it said, you know, players, and then it said owners. And it it's, was just... Uh, yeah, it's a seed from Hard Knocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's funny. I, I know that clip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he did that. It was, I that, thought that was funny. And the players are, uh, a lot of them are changing their Twitter avatars to the blank pictures that are on all the MLB websites. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's frustrating um, the two seem to not be in agreement on anything. And Manfred is outlining the items that they disagree on. Um, I'm not sure. I, I, what I would like to know is more details on what the Players Association, what their sticking points were, the, you know, the ones that Manfred says. Because he does sort of go into it. He lists them, but I'd like a little bit more um, elaboration on them. Mm-hmm. I would like to know how specifically he, or maybe not him. Can we get an arb- neutral arbiter on this? Like, give me somebody who's on, who can play both sides of the fence. Right. Who can break down, like, the legalese of some of this for me, because I didn't go to law school. Right. I would like to know how specifically the items that manfred is saying would make the game less competitive would would do that how would they make the game less competitive but i'd also like to know from like you know an arbiter's point of view how the league side of things is contributing to making the game less competitive as well i mean we do know some of that already though because they've been the game has been less competitive in the last few years um (laughs) i just would like maybe like a neutral party to break down some of the legalese for me yeah. Well, I mean, you have plenty of baseball writers who were once lawyers or who at least went to law school, because I remember when I joined Baseball Prospectus, you know, I bar- I'll tell you all right now, I barely graduated high school because I had undiagnosed ADHD. No one knew. Made it through college. I actually was okay in college because, you know, when you're in college, you're taking classes you like and that you choose to take. It's such a difference from high school where you're forced to take things that you don't want to take. But I felt like a kindergartner in a room with PhDs compared to the people I was writing with because so many of them had law degrees or they had PhDs in something else or at least masters in something else. And, you know, you have Craig Calcaterra likes breaking things down. Yeah. And I think he did in his latest uh, newsletter. Um, his newsletter is really good. If you yeah. don't subscribe, you really should consider it. It's very thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah. And he's really good at breaking stuff down. Um, You know, there are a bunch of other lawyers slash writers that, you know, I've become friends with over the years on Twitter who would do a really good job of breaking this stuff down because I'm I took one law class in high school, actually passed it, passed the fake bar and won my court case. Thank you very much. But do I remember anything? No, because it was 30 years ago. But (laughs) I was a political science minor in college, but it ended up being that I took more political theory and political philosophy classes because I'm much better at like the big picture, like broad 
how does this affect this 50 years down the line, you know, like mm-hmm. than I am just straight legalese kind of thing. Cause yeah. I, my backup plan after college was, Oh, I'll go to law school if I don't get a job. And then I got a job and I was never going to go to law school anyway. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> law but, school is, I don't know how people do it. I really do. I give them a ton of credit. Any mm-hmm. of you out there listening who have gone to law school or are lawyers, you're much smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I'm sure that over the next few days or even the next day or two, we'll be seeing things where people are breaking this down more for, you know, people to digest and understand because there are a lot of us out there that don't understand a lot of this stuff. But yeah, and I just think the tone of this letter is I I mean, I don't have to like look on Twitter to understand. I got some angry texts from some baseball friends today. The tone of this letter. It really irked a lot of fans who sort of have like they took it as like an us versus them mentality because look the casual baseball fan probably can't really um relate to the average billionaire <laughs> right now <laughs> right and that's uh, it's sort of a that's the divide that we're seeing right now well it feels and, a lot different than 94 because by yeah. 94 there had been a few work stoppages up to that point and you know you had 81 mm-hmm. and there were other times where things happened where now there's been such a long gap between the work stoppages and people are seeing how the baseball owners are doing things and there are a lot more people that i would have expected to side with the owners which i never understand that when fans side with the owners but there are a lot of people siding with the players this time and it feels yes. different to me there's you a lot there's in the the last lockout there was the last work stoppage there was a lot more sympathy for the owners than there is now mm-hmm. now it's an entirely different economic climate you know like there's a lot of us who look personally i got laid off last year and i had a really i struggled last year i, I moved in with family for a bit because i couldn't get unemployment right away and when i did get unemployment it obviously was not as much as my paycheck was and um i've rebounded but there are a lot of people out there that the pandemic really shook their entire world upside down be whether it was because they had a family member that they had to go take care of or um financially they lost everything um it, it there's you're not going in a time where so many people are struggling right now you're not going to get any, a ton of sympathy for billionaire owners who it's going, there's going to be a perception that they're haggling over dollars and cents. It is not dollars and cents, but I have seen some fans who they kind of perceive it that way. And they have, they say, well, I have no sympathy for, um, athletes who are paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. Um, they should just suck it up and, and agree to what the owners want. I don't understand that mentality either. And it's, I don't know. It's just unfortunate because this, it took baseball so long to get over the last lockout. And this is going to have long-term ramifications, even if we don't miss any regular season games, there's no, there's labor peace is never really truly peaceful. Um, There are going to be long-term consequences of this. There's going to be a lot of this resentment, even when, a perfect example, last year when they finally agreed to the, the certain amount of games in the shortened pandemic season, um, just because they started the season doesn't mean that the tensions were released on both sides. Right. There was still a lot of resentment on both sides, part of which you're now seeing right now with this with the lockout. 
even when it doesn't, you don't just snap your fingers and say, okay, games are going to happen and you don't just get over it. There's, this is going to have effects for years to come, be it fans that are angry over what's happening right now, players that are angry over what's happening right now. Um, you know, some of my friends in baseball are leaving the industry because the climate just isn't what it's not conducive to a healthy lifestyle for them. And it's, Baseball is at a, at a strange time right now. This the lockout is not helping any of it. Right. <laughs> There's my long-winded rant for the day. <laughs> Probably um, lost the plot somewhere in there. <laughs> no, but I, I gotcha. I got it. Um, now, there were some things that were done before the lockout happened. The Yankees uh, tendered contracts to people. Um, n- not really surprising. You know, they got... You know, well, all right, I'll say this. Not that I'm surprised that they gave Gary Sanchez a contract, but seeing people react to Gary Sanchez getting a contract was maybe my favorite thing from the other night. <laughs> because well, here's, what, here's what you need to know about, the like, tendering everybody a contract. Yeah. The lockout probably changed those their plans. Right. All that means right now is that they have, the Yankees kept these guys in their system. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that any of them are going to be on their opening day. Let's just pretend for right now, that there is going to be an opening day. We do still have to sort of operate as if there's going to be one at some point. Um, All that means is that the Yankees retain these guys in their system. They can use them to, they can use them in trades. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that they're not going to go out there. Let's because what's expected is that post lockout, there could be this, major free agent frenzy so this doesn't mean that because they tendered a contract to miguel andujar that does not mean that they're not going to go out and get another um infielder right there's expected to be a lot of movement on the market when the cba when the new cba gets signed or gets you know enforced if it ever does uh it will i know it Um, feels like it's it feels like this is going to be I don't know. This feels like it's going to be long. I feel like the season's going to be screwed with. I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about this at all. Not a lot of people do right now. It's pretty pessimistic out there. But um, the Yankees, all that meant is that they they kept these guys in their system. They can do with them what they they wish at (laughs) this point. All that means is that they they are still in the system. That does not mean they will be on the opening day roster. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people were explaining that to people, you know, the, the people who know better. But I was just laughing at people's reactions to certain guys that got tendered contracts. And it's like, what do you expect them to do? They're not going to they're not going to throw Gary Sanchez away. I, they might I, trade him, but they're not going to throw they're not going to just be like power hitting catcher is not somebody that you just part with. And right. granted, his offensive production has ebbed and flowed mm-hmm. probably more so than they would have liked. And, and there are a lot of deserved criticisms about his defense, his footwork, even, I mean, Scout was telling me just like the way that he, he holds his glove is, is not, I don't know. Like they, <laughs> there are some deserved criticisms of Gary Sanchez's defense. Um, but. Uh, I feel more comfortable with, I don't know. I, you know, I know Kyle Higashioka runs into one every once in a while, but I almost feel like, Gary Sanchez, even when he's not doing well, is more of a threat in the box when he's playing, you know, yeah. because you know he can hit a ball 420, 30, 40 feet, especially when he's playing against certain teams that he does well against. And, you know, I, I just feel like 
feel like he can get better. I feel like last year was weird for a lot of guys, and I feel like if this season starts on time, if this season is the upcoming season, uh, the balls aren't tampered with too much, um, <laughs> you'll see some maybe bounce back. You know, not I'm not expecting him to hit 300 and well, anything he, like that. But What did he hit last year? I can't remember. I have it pulled up earlier. At least it wasn't 147. I wasn't 147, right? Because that was that was a really bad one. I'm so sorry about the noise that you people are hearing in the background, but um, my cats decided instead of sleeping like they normally do, they're running all over the place right now while I'm here. So I apologize for that. Um, yeah. If I could pick one up and show you, I would, but they're just running around too fast right now. <laughs> he hit 204 with a 423 slugging and a 730 OPS. I mean, that's obviously down from his 26, 2016 2017 numbers where he had an OPS in 2016 he had an OPS of over a thousand granted that was in only 53 games and it was insane 53 games that was yeah yeah (laughs) that was the Gary Sanchez everyone was hoping to get the one that was you know really feared I told the story I'll tell it again my birthday 2016 we were at a restaurant every time Gary Sanchez came up it was against the Orioles the whole bar and restaurant just stopped and watched him. And he was like three for four with two home runs and a double. It was a crazy game. And we all thought to ourselves, wow, we have a power hitting. We have a power catcher again. Like, this is awesome. And then didn't quite work out that way. But I have faith that he can turn things around. I might be too optimistic, but I do. I have faith that Gary Sanchez can turn things around. Fun um, fact, today is his birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Gary Sanchez. Happy birthday, Gary Sanchez. Happy um, birthday to the Kraken. You get a for your birthday. I know, <laughs> yeah. What a, what a great present. Um, yeah, but you got tendered a contract, so there's that. He's 29. The thing is, I, I the thing that I keep coming back to is that – he struggled so much defensively. That does lead to struggles in the box. Yep, we, we talked, talked about, about that before. Yep. It does lead to struggles in the box. So I don't know. It's got to be frustrating all these years of trying to figure out your role on the team when for a f- your first few years, you thought you'd established your role. You know, he's a two-time All-Star. He was nearly a Rookie of the Year. He thought he'd established his role, and then it got so bad that it, it looked like the Yankees weren't going to tender him a contract. For the last couple of years, everyone's been wondering what is his what what's his status? Are the Yankees going to cut bait with him? And they've kept him, but I don't know how much confidence he that's inspired just keeping you know just giving him a contract that's sort of the bare minimum. So is that affecting his 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 production at the plate? What can they do to improve? He's twenty nine. He's he's not going to get that much better defensively. What can they do to um, help him on both sides of the ball. Is it a more limited role? Is he a reserve catcher at this point? Are you going to uh, platoon him, with, you know, with Higashioka, or are they going to make a play for another? I know Higashioka has sort of been Garrett Cole's personal catcher. Are they going to? I don't know who they have in the system catching wise. I don't know if there's anybody knocking at the door. I should probably I'll write that down. Oh, they picked. They picked someone up, up, didn't they? <laughs> I, think I think they, they picked did, someone yeah. up. Yeah, and I can't think I can't think of his name right now. Um but one quick thing before we go. Um Clint Frazier to the Cubs. I'm happy for him. Yeah. I hope I hope that things turn around for him there. Um I hope know, that hope... his mental health is okay and that the post concussion syndrome yeah. is not um too detrimental to his daily life, to his yeah. quality of life uh, moving forward. Yeah, because uh that's just yeah, so good for him. I was happy that that happened. Um 
obviously happy it happened before the lockout and he wasn't waiting this whole time to have something happen. Um, and, uh, I guess that's it for today because, uh, we have a hard out here. We got to go. Um, <laughs> we're locked out. We're locked out. So thank you for listening and watching. Uh, once again, this is Locked On Yankees, and we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Abby and I would like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, thank you for passing or allowing us to pass 600 subscribers on YouTube. That's awesome. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Bets. Make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans and your fellow baseball fans. We have Red Sox fans listening and liking the show. That's kind of amazing. That shows that anything can happen. So enjoy your Thursday and we'll talk to you all soon. I'm not going to do that.